so that we can angela your hair yeah looks so beautiful thank you it's clean it that's like, my secret that's my secret I-, <laughs> I washed it yeah it's like magic like literally like you know listen i'm not even kidding you like once a week I do my hair and I'm like, holy shit, I look look great. And then like, (laughs) and then I just never want to do it again. To steal a quote from Cougar Town, you look like you hit your head on a rock and honey is just pouring out. (laughs) Hello, sisters, and welcome. Grab a drink in a familiar cozy up by a bubbling cauldron and join us for this meeting of the Sisters of the Night Caucus. Say hello, sisters. Hello, I'm Katie. I'm Angela. This is Shanna. And I am Jillian. And here we are. Uh, It's an all coven today. Um, We're obviously going to hex things, but additionally, we're going to be talking about primaries. Um, But, you know, let's let's not hesitate. Let's get directly into hexing. No context hex. Very fast. No context hex. The Twitter stance of every single Senate candidate. Accurate. I just, I'm sorry. Men. Men. I mean, what more do you need to say, really? No context (laughs) hex. Wait, are we doing one one lightning round of no context hex? But then also- If you want or not, there are no rules today. I refuse to abide by rules. Okay. If I have to do a no context hex, it's going to be Pennsylvania's electronic vehicle, EV infrastructure, or shall I say lack thereof. Mm. Yeah, there you go. But then if we're going to do context hexing, I got some shit to say about my yard. Oh yeah. We're, let's get to that. But like, I hang on. I want to, there are two things that Laura Burke wanted us to hex. One of them is encrypted emails. And like, yeah, yeah, 100, like, come on. I I just don't know. Laura Burke is a county commissioner. And I believe that Laura would agree based on her hex that like, if you are at a county commissioner level, there's nothing that we need to encrypt. There's no national security secrets. Chill the fuck out. Stop it. Um... You know, so that. And as uh, a county commissioner, you can just RTK their fucking emails anyway. So who cares? Right. Like, it's just uh-huh. like you could, that's, you can write to know that shit. So, like, why bother with it? Like, why? Ugh. So annoying. Um, and Harry Anslinger. That's going to be no context. I'm not telling you anything about it. It's just really funny for me because, yeah. Uh, well, then, then Shanna. You guys, speaking mm-hmm. of shit, someone yeah. said the word shit. I don't know who said it. Maybe <laughs> it was me. I don't know. My yard looks like a sewage plant because the lot behind my house was purchased, which like I can't do anything about, but they purchased it during COVID and didn't have any public hearings. So none of us knew what was happening until one day the bulldozers showed up and just started ripping out all of the trees. It was very sad. The birds were very confused, made me. And then we found out that they're putting in a plumbing supply showroom because you need a showroom to look at your little bendy 
plummy pipe things. I don't know. Maybe they're going to show like sinks. I don't know what you do in a plumbing supply showroom. Sounds boring. So like, I don't really care, but they're putting it directly behind my house. And the lot behind my house is like on a hill. It is, it is a hill and they are not leveling the hill. They are like sort of leveling the hill so that it runs directly downhill into my yard. And so there's been a lot of rain recently, which is all washing directly into you guessed it, my yard, which is a complete swamp. Like I put on my boots yesterday and I was um, walking through every corner of my yard is a complete swamp. It literally ate my boot. Like my foot got stuck in my yard. I could not walk and, and who cares, right? Not in my, I don't, I'm not a lawn enthusiast. I don't really care about grass. Like we don't really use our yard because there's not a lot of shade. That's not the point. Oh the my point God, is- Mark Price. If Mark Price know, hears this, this. Is, this is for you, Mark. Um, I'm sorry. I don't care about grass. But, but I do care about my house not being flooded um, and my storm drains out on my sidewalk not being completely clogged with sediment and mud and dirt, which is what's happening right now. So if you've seen the pictures that I have shared on Facebook or (laughs) I don't think I put too many on Twitter, but I should because we're going to sue these people. Um, It's my, my front sidewalk is like completely rust colored, like the same exact color as the dirt on the lot behind my house. Uh, You can see the deposit of dirt. So it's running down both sides of my yard and my entire yard was like a lake. Like it looks like a river running through the yard when it is raining. And it's like any amount of rain. It's not even like torrential rain. The yard is completely trashed, like completely unusable. The whole thing is a swamp. Uh, And our sump pump has not stopped running in like a week. It just keeps going and going and going and going. And so we've contacted the conservation district and the township supervisors and everyone's giving us the runaround. Well, this is what the plan says. Your yard is just a drainage point. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> they, tried, they tried to tell us, well, your, your yard always looks like this. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? No. <laughs> so like, right. Like it so does there, not there look like that. All kinds of, you know, but they keep coming out. The guy from the conservation district came out and he's like, oh, we'll put more rocks here. We'll dig this ditch a little deeper. So they've done some stuff. None of it's working. None of it's working. So we finally, we just filled out an environmental complaint form um, through the DEP. And the lady writes to us and she says, I'll forward this on to the conservation district. And I'm like, no, you won't. We've already talked to this asshole. These people are idiots. So I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm literally calling an attorney this week because this is why it matters who you vote for in municipal elections, because we have a bunch of people sitting on our board of supervisors and our zoning, you know, board, and they have no idea what they're looking at. So these plans all just got approved. Like they're, they're runoff. They've got like a little retention pond on the front and the plan, if it gets full, is they're just going to flood the road. That's literally their plan. And I got what? make it make sense. So please people, if you know anything about anything, you're probably more qualified than half of your local elected officials. Not all of them. Some local elected officials, Katie Bloom are geniuses and they're wonderful and they know things, but a lot of them aren't, they're just morons. So like, please, please folks. Um, it's not, yeah, you know, literally, if, if you're smart enough to ask a question when you don't know something that's genius level. Seriously. And I don't know. I just, I need to just scream because my property is being destroyed and I don't care about property. I think property's dumb, but also like, this isn't right. This isn't right. Make it, make it make sense. Who do I, who yeah. do I punch in the face? Everyone? Cool. We'll do. <laughs> Help me make sense of this mess. I don't know what to do. 
I don't know. So if any of you listening are attorneys or you are familiar with, I don't know, um, what the, the word that people keep telling me is environmental trespass, which is a thing that exists apparently. The environment is trespassing. No, but that's not the, the point is I like the environment and these people are ruining it by way of flooding my basement and also killing all of the, the, the storm. I mean, like the drains are just completely clogged with mud and like there's little frogs that live in those drains. You guys, they're killing the froggies. This is not fair. Listen, it's not stupid either to, I mean, like you said, like, I don't even care about property, but, 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 but you do care about the frogs, but it, you should also care about the fact that this is like the equivalent of like a bully coming up and punching you in the face and stealing yep. your lunch money because they're reducing, like, I didn't see anything. Yeah. Like, cause they're literally taking money out of your pocket. That's what that is. They're reducing your, the, you know, the value because listen, it's, it is the year of our Lord 2022 and, and anyone who has managed to carve out a way to have a little bit of equity in this hellscape, you have to protect that because like, literally it's really hard. It's really hard yeah. to get. So the bull, a bully just came up, punched you in the face and killed frogs in front of you. And that's really shitty. We're trying to do the right thing by, <laughs> by the Lord. I wish, or, I wish Katie were talking today because yeah. she just put in the chat, no one is my Lord, especially not a year. And into that. But like, we have solar panels, right? Like we had solar panels installed a couple of years ago. And so like, we're trying to like do our little piece of saving. I know it's not much, you know, but like if everybody did a little piece, then nobody would have to do, no, we need to do a million things. We're all going to roast to death. But no, like, I mean, corporations need to do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, yeah. But but still, our yeah. solar panels are, are generating all this electricity, which now we are burning through immediately, just keeping this pump running to prevent our basement from flooding. And so it's like, they're negating the progress we've made over the last few years. And yes, thank you for saying it that way. Cause it does feel like, like they're just doing whatever the hell they want because mm-hmm. they're rich and they, who's going to stop them. Certainly not my local elected municipal officials. So apparently not your, yeah. Apparently not your local electeds. Right, Dude, there's, people, there's people, listen. I mean, it is wrong and it happens all over the United States. There's people in Florida with open sores and who are losing their teeth because of phosphate poisoning that their local elected officials are like, yeah, do what you want. Cool. And, um, you know, this is going to tie in nicely to our conversation about the primary. So, yeah, (laughs) I, I wonder, I wonder if elected officials like this see residents who complain as like, unelected <laughs> residents oh god you weren't oh, elected shut the f- up uh, what do you even like, what do you even know what do you why even know? are you talking even um yeah oh that old chestnut that old chestnut it's so frustrating so frustrating um primary season is upon us and here's something that i am working on for slash with my candidates who are all unopposed um in the primary right it is running a primary program and some might say to me but jillian if you're unopposed, why not just chill out? Why not just, uh, 
do some Ooh. events or whatever. What's that noise? Just like, wait, what is that noise? What is that? Ooh. Oh my goodness. Oh, an apparition has appeared. Oh my God. What is this apparition? Please it's make the- this a gift. Hello, apparition. It is I. I am the ghost of election futures. Come with me. I have things to show you, candidate. Oh, let's go. Angela, what did you have breakfast today? <laughs> a bottle Just of let me do my bit. Just let me do my bit. Okay, <laughs> oh, we have arrived. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid. But look closely at the headstones, candidate. Look closely. What a creepy graveyard he brought us to. Ooh. <laughs> I'll be afraid. I just need you to absorb this message. Look at the names on the headstones. They are the names of incumbents who did not run a primary program when they were unopposed. That is all. Back to your bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah don't, man. Don't let that happen to you. Don't, don't let that happen to you. Listen to the ghosts of election futures mm-hmm. and don't be lazy. And don't like check the date on the dairy in your fridge and don't eat it if it's past. I don't so, know. <laughs> yeah. I had mushroom risotto. Thank you for breakfast. What kind of mushrooms? Not that kind of mushroom. Not today. That was such a perfect, the perfect thing for you to have had for breakfast for this exact moment. Couldn't have, couldn't have written it better. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, so what I have been trying to imagine, because I agree with the the ghost of elections teacher, with in that it's so critical, even when you're unopposed, to like have that primary program. Um, and so what I'm working through is like, what, what makes up a primary program? And so if you're in an area like mine, the odds are that there is not yet a functional fundraising base uh, for your candidates so that they can raise enough money to hire a staff. Um, and this is the case in many places. So what does a primary program look like when it's run by volunteers in a perfect world? I have thoughts on the thing that happens before the volunteer run program. Ooh, what's that? Um, I don't think that you should ever, as a candidate, ask volunteers to start working for you when you haven't done like the most base of base things, like to kick off your campaign. Meaning, you know, being serious, having all your finances in order, having Mm -hmm. everything done properly, reaching out to the appropriate leadership, um, and also working your way through. Like your number one thing you should do is you should be calling every single elected committee person in your entire area in which you are running whatever your scope is that 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 list I mean that should only take you one to two days to blow through that list and you have just saved yourself making you've hopefully have made lots of friends 
and you haven't more importantly pissed anyone off by them seeing you have volunteers out running around before you even introduced yourself to committee people and ask them for their help because when you do that as a candidate you look like you're starting to do that clubby thing mm -hmm. campaigns should look like your campaign should start as something, and this is gonna sound crazy because I don't care if you see yourself as a scrappy, a scrappy up and comer or outsider. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Our institutions exist for a reason. You don't have to run like that. Yeah. You don't have to run like that. Just call people on the phone. And like, listen, if they don't, if they're not gonna help you, they're not gonna help you. But you did the thing. But and you then you thing, can and they can't building. ever say, oh, well, this person. No, and they will. To me. And they will. And they will. They will tell everyone that as soon as you start your volunteer outreach without reaching out to your committee first. So I just mm -hmm. had to throw that in there that like in my mind, when I'm talking to candidates, the absolute first thing, and I like won't even talk to them about anything else they should do until after they've called through the list. Because it's just the most surefire way of making enemies for no reason yeah that's all that was my I just before we got into nuts and bolts of getting our volunteers out there I had yeah. to say that because it's a very common mistake and it doesn't it, it's just silly and if you won't call people to just introduce yourself and tell them you're running for office how the hell are you gonna call them and ask them for money yeah that's real So yeah, I, I absolutely. That's a first step. And then, then you can move into like, how do you build a primary program? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're doing um, just like general advice for people who yeah, are I running so. the post before. Okay. Um, I don't, my experience is not like yours. Cause I feel like you all have been very involved in your committees before maybe ever campaigning. And I didn't even know I had a committee before I got drafted <laughs> to run. So like, also every, every area of the state is different. So like, depending on where you live, you might have a really strong county committee or you might not, or maybe you've built one over the last couple of years, but like, it's different everywhere where like, if you would have said that to me in 2018, I would have had no idea what you were talking about. And also there weren't really more than four or five committee people in my entire house district because like it just didn't it didn't exist now that's not the case now that's definitely not the case now um we also tend to draft our candidates they don't find us I don't know where you I don't know I'm jealous if you have people coming to you knocking down your door like I would like to run for office because no, we don't you, often you cultivate have that. those people <laughs> yeah right we're, we're growing them like in a garden of yeah they don't know yet but you know um but I I like people who, even if they get drafted in kind of at the last minute, will take the initiative and will not take advantage. Um, there's a difference between using what is available to you and like, you know, um, investing in relationships with folks who are going to do the work and expecting people to just do it all for you because they exist. Um, and I'm very happy with our house candidate right now, who is constantly telling um, folks how much he appreciates everything they're doing and, and good, good candidate good candidate. If you're listening to this, you're doing a good job, kiddo. Keep your, I mean, he's older than me, but, um, <laughs> but there are people out there who just expect that you will just do things for them because you exist. And like, to some extent you do have a responsibility if you are a committee person to do a certain amount of work, but also at the same time, like we're all humans 
and humans are petty as shit. So like, don't make stupid mistakes. Like what Angela said, you know, in, in your area, call the committee first. If that's not the case in your area, still make sure that you are appreciative of what people are doing for you and that you are trying to figure things out on your own. So you're not putting everything on other people. For what it's worth, I don't yeah. necessarily, like when I say call the committee, I, I'm not necessarily saying that in that it would actually result in people saying, I would love to volunteer for you. I'm saying it more so kind of in a way that people like to run their mouths and, and it just gives people a reason to run their mouth, yeah. which, you know, narratives form about campaigns very early and you, you want to be mindful of that and not give any reason anyone a reason to talk smack because they're gonna no matter what there's always going to be some smack talkers yeah you know but like try to mitigate as much of it as possible right at the beginning Shanna, were there really only like a handful of actual committee people in your district when you started running? Because that's wild. I don't want to talk too much about it because oh, I, that's don't fair. I don't necessarily <laughs> think it's like any one person's fault, you know, but when you live in a place that's never had a democratic majority, that mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm not going to go on these dumb diatribes about red county, like shut up senate candidate with your dumb bullshit about the red counties and how everyone's afraid but i will just say that there wasn't a lot of organizing happening and honestly yeah. in a lot of places there still isn't and mm -hmm. and in a lot of places there is like it's starting to happen but we don't have what what maybe what your county has or what you know it just it isn't here yet it's coming it's coming i feel like it's like moving in on us from both sides um because a lot has sprung up in the last five years to, mm -hmm. to make that happen. And people are starting to like get educated about what it means to be a, whatever, you know, but we haven't had great success in this, in this region in getting people in leadership positions to then stay there. Um, and again, it's changing, but yeah, it was, it was scary. I, I mean, our whole club formed out of people who volunteered on my state house campaign because they literally were in the same room as me when I was like, oh, I'll do that. Like, no, I, listen, that, what you you're know. doing with Know Your Dems is amazing, and it should be. They're awesome too. people. But I, listen, I understand, I understand, though, truly, because I'm watching. So in big pockets of Western PA, in what were traditionally Democratic strongholds for generations, we're losing our majorities and I'm watching people become instantaneously demoralized um so I I can't can't imagine how difficult it would be if that was just always the reality to build infrastructure because it's depressing it totally is but I will tell you and especially we're talking about primary stuff for like mm -hmm. for this year um mm -hmm. We, we are always going to have for state house and state. Well, maybe not always for state house. We're probably always going to have unopposed candidates because it's like hard enough just to find somebody to do it. I was not unopposed in my primary. Now my, the Senate district that I live in has changed quite a bit in redistricting, but um, you know, there were three of us that ran and that was good. So we had to run a primary program, but honestly, 
I don't know that we would have done quite as much as we did if we didn't have to. We did a couple of mailers, but we did a crap ton of voter outreach. And what I'm hoping to see this year, like we're going to knock as the club. And also we've kind of adopted our, our house candidate because like he's willing to put his name out there and we're just nice gluttons for punishment. So we're going to knock and I want people knocking during primary, right? Because even if you aren't trying to get votes for you personally, yes, you are, because you're going to need them in November. So if you tell them you exist now, maybe they'll remember you. And also, I'm not sure if people are aware that if, if Shapiro does not become governor, we're probably all going to die. So like, I mean, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but also I am. That's not hyperbolic. Like, seriously, like the world is insane right now. And honestly, I'm not sure I'll keep my opinion. Never mind. Never mind. I retract what I was about to say. But I just feel like we all have those of us who know about what to do, right? We have a responsibility to do maybe more than we would have done before because the stakes are so high. Um, so every touch we can make on a voter now, hopefully, will help you know, just like jar their memory that, oh, in November, I need to do this too. And I'm really sick of people saying like, if you're unhappy, just vote. That's not enough. Like you need to vote. Sure. But you got to find 700 other people to vote too. And so like anything we can do to kind of drive that message home, if you're a candidate running unopposed, go make friends. Sure. But it's not just about you, right? This is such an important year, like get your ass out there and start talking to people. Let them know that you exist, your campaign exists, that local clubs exist, that your county party exists, get people involved. Like it's, it's, it's like an altruistic thing you're doing to run for office. Right. But then like, you got to take that really seriously and it's heavy, maybe even more than it was in 2020. We thought 2020 was like the most important election ever. Seriously though, Mm -hmm. see what's happening all over the country. Like we have got to get Shapiro elected. (laughs) I don't care how you feel about the man right? If we, if we fail at that, none of this other shit matters. So like, I don't know. I don't know. Am I crazy? Maybe. Well, also if you care, I mean, like if you, if you are a candidate who really, 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 really like gets your life dream, you've always wanted to be a state legislator. And even if you think this might not be your cycle, you know, and you, you're going to keep trying to run, be a team player because guess who, guess who everyone wants to help? The people who want to help everyone else. That's all. I mean, it's really not that simple. Politics is, is you know, a team sport. And so, and like the, the thread too, and I just want to mention this to build off what Shanna said though, the thread of every, like that the pulls together that runs through every underdog candidate that has ever knocked someone out unexpectedly, that victory came on doors and doors in the primary and doors all summer. Like you, that's the path. The path is doors. Our unopposed primary friends are unopposed because it's not like a hot area, right? Yes. I assume, which means you're mm-hmm. not going to have a half a million dollars to just you know, no. also mail is stupid. So like, get your ass outside. You're never going to, yeah. Okay, listen, but you're also, never gonna mail can, more than doors. Yes. Mail isn't stupid. Billboards are stupid. Billboards are stupid. Mail is not stupid, but that they, they are not a substitute. They're not a substitute. If you're going to do mail though, some mail is okay. I want to say something. Yeah. If you're going to do mail, consider, consider 
hyper-targeting your, your mail and your messaging, because it's not hard to do that now in this world. You can, you can send out small batches of, of mail with targeting that's unique to, to different um, constituencies. And I believe in you and that you're smart enough to do that. Let, can I rephrase? Because I've upset some people in the room with my mail. <laughs> um, there have been times I have gotten the same mailer five times from a candidate mm -hmm. who should do better, right? And and when I say mail is stupid, what I mean, I think, especially for our friends who are maybe first-time candidates or who are in unopposed primaries or whatever, is people people are going to try and feed you into consultant world because they have contracts with consultants and they're trying to guarantee those people a certain amount of business. And they're going to tell you as an unopposed candidate that you need to be running a $200,000 mail program. And that's not realistic uh, in, in a lot of places. So I, I apologize for saying mail is stupid. I still wholly believe that most people do mail very wrong. Um, yeah, that's and accurate. Sure. It can be effective. And we did quite a few. I think we ended up sending out eight or nine in my Senate race. Um, but don't get sucked into this. Like, this is what's so hard about running unopposed in a place where you don't have a ton of infrastructure, which honestly is most of Pennsylvania. Like, let's be honest about this, um, is you don't necessarily have people who can kind of guide you through how much is, is enough or too much or what you should be trying to, I mean, like, it's just so terrifying to a lot of these folks who are told you need to spend $300,000 on a mail program. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, I can't, what? Well, yeah. And let's be real. I mean, people, 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 I'm deliberately being extraordinarily vague in this wording. Mm -hmm. People take advantage of people's lack of knowledge of candidates, lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's sad and it's terrible and don't do that. And if you're a person that does that, you are a horrible asshole. And I cannot believe the amount of money people charge people to do ridiculously shitty work. That's accurate. Um, one of the things is like to move backwards a little bit. Communication is really, really, really important. Um, so if you have a county committee that's even semi-functional if you have like a group of people that want to do things for you you need to proactively communicate because when we're talking about these situations where your campaign is largely or entirely volunteer run we're talking about people that have lives outside of your campaign and yes Yes, if you are a person who is volunteering to do a particular role in a campaign, you also need to take that seriously. Like everybody involved needs to take their roles seriously. Um, and so please know that, but also just please communicate. Like do not be like, okay, I'm going to do petitions and then drop off the face of the planet and never report back to your county party about what's happening. Because it's, you know, you can't get the help you need if you're not asking for it, if you're not indicating that it might be necessary. And also when you're brand new to campaigning, sometimes you don't know when you need the help. And you think you're maybe doing okay, but you're not. 
That's real. And like being able to listen when people offer you advice, even though sometimes people are going to tell you stuff that's like absolutely insane. Like if I say male is stupid, that may not be a shared opinion and other people might have other opinions. And so being able to listen and then like digest all of that later, like when you have time to like, to really evaluate what people have said to you and people are going to tell you some dumb shit, but people are also going to tell you some really awesome stuff. And some people have gone through it before. And some people are just on Facebook and they think they know everything, but like to still be able to give people that satisfaction that they've been heard. I mean, what do you think you're going to have to do as an elected official, right? If you get elected as a Democrat, you're going to have a bajillion crazy ass Republicans in your face all the time telling you their crazy ass ideas, just like we do to our Republican elected officials. So like, it's just good practice to get into the habit of respectful listening. Uh, Do it now because it's less, less crazy people are yelling at you in a primary if you're running unopposed, right? You're mostly listening to your own base. So like, it's just a really good habit to get into. Yeah, I think that's right. Shanna. Um, yes. I, I'm, I'm just curious. But, um, <laughs> I, this is just for my, my own edification. I want you to speak to this because um, you are the last among us. I mean, we've all been on ballots um, even recently, but you are, you are the last one of us to have gone through a competitive race. Talk about call time and when when you started and what you initially like. Can you talk? Because I think maybe it'd be good for candidates to hear that maybe you hated it and you were terrified and that you still had to do it because that's unfortunately the world we live in. Yeah. Um, I hated call time. I hated it so hard. Most of the time, not all the time. Um, I hated it in my primary because we hired a call time manager which was like good. Cause I needed the accountability because honest to God, you guys, I would not have done it because I hated it that bad. <laughs> uh, so it was nice to have somebody kind of keep it organized, but also like, if you don't do it, you're not going to get paid, not paid. You know, people aren't going to donate to you. Um, I will say, I think a lot of it really depends on the work you put into it because like we called a lot of really stupid lists because we were given a lot of not great information. And if I would have decided to run further in advance, I think it would have been, it would have been smart to put a lot of time into building those lists and doing better donor research. Cause I feel like we wasted a lot of time, which was a big part of why I hated it. So do it, but also make sure that you're asking your County committee, you're asking former candidates, like who, who are some people I should call so that you're not spinning your wheels and wasting time, um, chasing down stupid leads. I will say during the general, it was way more fun and I'm going to give a humongous shout out to um, Senator Nikhil Saval because he would do call time with me like once a week. And we did this for a couple of months. And so we would call through like his donors because he was unopposed in general. So it was like, that was a way that they were helping our campaign. And we made a ton of money that way. And also it was just like so much fun to have that solidarity uh, and to build like a really close friendship with someone who if I would have won, would have been a colleague. And even though I lost, um, is still now a very good friend. And it's nice to build those kinds of relationships. So like call time sucks. So like solidarity, but also like build yourself a little support group. Um, every time I ran, 
I mean, it's only twice. It's not like I've done this a thousand times, but I've always <laughs> had a little group chat of other candidates who are either running in my area or running for the same seat, like across the state. And that saved me. Um, cause I think I would have quit 700 times, especially in 2020 because the world shut down and everything was crazy. And I was just crying all the time. Like I just, I wanted to quit. I don't know why I was doing this to myself. What's the point? Um, and those people kind of kept me grounded and, um, you know, it, it was really great. So if you're running in an area where you've got a bunch of unopposed candidates, like forge bonds with those people now, and you can share advice on consultants to avoid, or maybe consultants who are great but probably not. Um, or, you know, like pockets of volunteers that you can kind of share or what vendors are you using or whatever. I mean, like form those relationships with other candidates, even if you don't know them, cold call those people because they'll become like your support system. They'll be your besties. Um, also, yeah, call time is not like the most fun thing you'll ever do, but you can make it fun. Have a candidate adopt you like, like I did. <laughs> um, or, you know, again, just like do it and then get in a group chat with your candidate friends and tell them how horrible it was, but then fire them up to go do it themselves. You know, uh, it's yeah. all about networking, like relationships and it sucks, but oh my God, do it. Cause you need money. Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. I think like the money part is extremely important. And so then I think for me next, what I really want People to know is that it's the field program is also super, 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 super important. We can't underestimate how important the field is. Um, and further data. So one of the first things that I am having candidates or I'm asking candidates to do um, is that I want, first of all, every person who signs your petition signatures should go into van. You should tag those people in van. If you are a state legislative candidate, uh, you have access to van through either the SDCC or the HDCC. Um, and if you're unopposed in the primary, you just get it as an in-kind donation. You just get it. So, um, Tag people in the van. Have one person that you know that if they don't know how to use the van already, can at least try their hardest. Uh, I know it's a pain, but here we are. Because once you have those people in the van, then you should be reaching back out to thank them for signing your petition, getting them on the ballot. I'm sorry. I just had this mental image of you like running up to people, get in the van. <laughs> Get in the van. Throwing them in the van. Throwing them in the van. The white van. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. That's that's really the way I am about it too. It's just get in the van. Um, it's so nice. Listen, yeah, I never ever ever forget candidates that send a, a petition signing. Thank you. I never forget it ever, ever, ever. It's like, literally, I think I, I could rattle off who's done it, you know, to me personally. And I, yeah. I, as soon as I see that, I think this is an organized individual who is very, very serious. I will also go off the thank you card 
cliff here with donations. Um, <laughs> I did a handwritten, and some of you might have even received them, a uh, handwritten thank you card to anyone who donated like $20 or more or less than that. If I knew they were like on a fixed income or college student or something, every single one, the entirety of my campaign. And did I go through a lot of thank you cards? Yes. And was it absolutely worth it? Yes. It was because people still talk about that, which is like a little weird. Um, but I love that. And that's always advice I give because if someone's going to make an investment in you, they want to feel appreciated. Right. And if you send that thank you card, I had people post pictures on like Twitter, like they would tweet about the thank you cards I wrote. Right. And then hundreds of people are liking it. And then I would get more donations because people are like, oh, she's nice. People will donate to you if you're nice. I'm not nice anymore, but I'm not running for office anymore. So it doesn't matter. I shouldn't say that I'm on the ballot for state committee and all the people who carried petitions for us for state committee, we, um, the little slate of us that are running together, we sent them thank you cards because you're right. Like that makes a big difference in a world where everyone is an asshole all the time. Be not an asshole for five minutes. Pennsylvania politics is complicated. Do a primary program, run a primary program. If you don't know what you're doing or you feel like you need help and you don't know who to ask, you can ask us um, and we will help you out to the extent that we can and or we will hook you up with other people who can help you out. Um, as long as you're nice to them and don't take advantage as of them. As long as you're nice to them and don't take advantage of them because please know that you have to do the work, period. Oh, all right. Well, that said... Um, we have two events, uh, on our event list, uh, the Dubois lunch date. That's the Clearfield Dems, April 16th, uh, from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. I will have the Mobilize link there for you. I found both of these events just by looking at Mobilize. The other one is Beaver County Voter Outreach, uh, on April 20th at 7 p.m. they're doing a little text banking from their office um beaver again county dems, what up? beaver county dems uh again like mobilize you just there are lots and lots of these events there are a lot of voter registration events going on i saw like um a voter registration thing at the university of pennsylvania um so yeah do that also, it's a good time. I mean, just to throw it out there, I always like to remind people that if there's a candidate out there in this cycle that's really caught your interest, even if they're not in your area, like let's say you don't have a winnable race and you look out and there's a Shanna Danielson somewhere and you're like, oh my goodness, I like the cut of her jib. And uh, yeah, I like the cut of your jib. Uh, yeah. You can reach out to that candidate and be like, hey, can you send me a list or a link to a, a phone bank? And they will be like, oh my God. And they'll be so excited and happy. So do that. Yeah. You don't need, even if they don't have an event, they will get you what you need to help them. They will just do it. Um, mm -hmm. Listen, we have a, we have a union shout out. We have a quick union shout out. Shanna, do it. Yeah, so just a quick congratulations to the faculty at Hack Harrisburg Area Community College uh, for voting to form their union. Uh, I feel like that was just announced on Friday. And so Ooh. welcome to PSEA and the Southern region. And we're so excited for them. Love it. So now every community college in Pennsylvania is, um, is union. 
they were the only ones that weren't and now they are so oh that's amazing get it I love that so much good for you guys nice oh my god um so listen um if you are wondering how you can support us continuing to bring you awesome content well first of all patreon do you want more better sisters content join our patreon for as little as five dollars a month you can like hang out on our discord bs with us we do a lot of bsing um and you know get our insights be they ever so salient or ever so less um yeah like uh join us do that uh check out uh our bookshop at bookshop.org slash shop slash the night caucus um i added to our bookshop recently uh allow me to retort a black eyes guide to the constitution which is by eli mistal and holy crap is it so good i cannot wait to read that every single page of it is so good it makes the like the constitution and the you know bill of rights so like easy to understand and it refuses he refuses to like cede to republican talking points to conservative talking points and i just every part of it is so good uh so please read that it's awesome um and you can uh, it is unfortunately I saw on Bookshop though it's on back order because it's like very popular. Um, but I have it. Mwahaha. Um So yeah. Well, there we go then. I guess it's time to be done. Well, many thanks to my sister witches, Katie and Angela and Shanna, of course, as always, our mysterious and delightful producer, Dr. Ack. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Caucus. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Pods, Spotify, wherever you listen to your pods. Um, and of course, uh, join our community by becoming a Patreon supporter. Oh, and don't forget to apply for your mail-in ballot. Yeah. Bye-bye. Whoop.